Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show I'll be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset trauma coach, helping to inspire, support and guide you to create a growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. So are you ready to bring mindset to life and feel inspired? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week I'm joined by Stephanie Edwards, who is a successful entrepreneur, nurse mentor, strategist, mum of dinosaurs, tractors and race cars. Stephanie began her nursing career over 13 years ago after graduating from the University of Florida. Exploring the burn critical care unit first, she then transferred into the trauma critical care. During this time, she endured a lot of daily pressures that naturally come from the role, but it wasn't until she made the decision to leave her nursing job and start her own business that she realized the true impact these pressures had had on her, her confidence, trust, and belief. Recognizing that she needed support In this, she hired a mentor to help her with her decisions and to help her see that the only thing that was stopping her from becoming extremely successful was herself. After experiencing amazing success during the pandemic, she decided to help other nurses see and discover what she had. Today, Stephanie is sharing how creating powerful daily habits has really helped her to not only transform her life, but the lives of others. So welcome, Stephanie. It's lovely to have you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I can't wait to see you. How are you being? I've been good. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. So obviously we've had conversations before the show and um, I asked you to send information over to me, hence putting all all of um, that amazing intro together. And I think what really comes through for me is that you've been on a real journey of self-discovery and you know, having worked in a very pressurized industry as a nurse and then mm-hmm. moving from the nursing industry into another highly pressurized role of entrepreneur for very different reasons. It, it's amazing how you've managed to really rebuild your trust um, and and to do it rather rapidly, because it's it's something that I think a lot of people really struggle with when it comes to transformation and moving forward and and I for one I know that despite all my years of um, working on myself trust is still something that I battle with on a regular basis so I would really love to sort of explore and find out more about how you managed to do that in the way that we can then help and encourage others to do the same. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to touch point on what you had just mentioned about trust and a lot of people working through it for years, you know, trust isn't like checking a box. It's not, I trust myself. Everything's good to go moving on. As you continue to grow and evolve wherever you are and whatever stage your life you're in those, you know, the, the insecurities, they resurface Mm. those fears that we have never actually go away. That's Mm -hmm. okay. The biggest thing is being able to recognize it when it shows up physically in Mm -hmm. your body. That's usually where the first thing that happens. It's usually the first thing we feel, right? It's an emotion. Sometimes it triggers, like some people have nausea, some people have headaches, right? Where does it show up as a tension? So one thing I have really practiced is, and this is something that my mentor taught me was figure like your emotions are there. If you can't find the emotion, where is it showing up physically? Start there scan your body head to toe. Are you having a headache? And I would be like, yeah, actually I do kind of have a headache in the back of my head. And I feel sick to my stomach kind of right now. I feel like queasy. So to be able to notice those things, you know, helps me in other areas of life where I would go, Oh, I'm feeling queasy again. Like, is this a, am I in a moment of mistrust? What is this? What's triggering this? We have a lot that happens and goes on in our subconscious mind. In my field of nursing, we push all that stuff down. Mm. We make an avid effort to not let that stuff bother us mm. in the field that we're in, especially working with trauma patients and very critical mm. patients, those that are extremely sick, we have to build an armor. Yeah. And so it's almost counter. It's only, it's very counterintuitive to what you need to have as an entrepreneur, but that's survival of the field. It is nothing against any of it, any, you know, 
the culture, anything that's really just merely how you cope, right? That's our body's natural protection mechanism. Mm. So it only comes with that territory to, to, for me to move into entrepreneurship. I had a lot of trouble even letting myself in to discover me Mm. because I had spent so many years practicing, putting, pushing it all down and pushing it away so that I wouldn't feel those things. So it was really first for me about identifying physically, where did it show up? Because I couldn't relate to the emotion. There wasn't a word for it. I didn't know what mistrust felt like. I had to just do what I needed to do to save lives. Do you know what I mean? Those decisions had to be there. So, so for me to realize that I actually didn't trust myself in many facets, that I didn't have faith or that I did have insecurities and fears. You know, most of the time where we feel fearless, Mm. there's actually more fear than we realize Mm. they usually run hand in hand. So really physically recognizing where that showed up in my body helped me start to identify there's an emotional connection to that. What is it? Where does it show up in my everyday life every day Mm. to realize that these things are happening very consistently most people can pinpoint some, a few things and they start to see it every single day. Yeah. 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 And it's beautiful to just notice. It's so fascinating to me. And I was like, I'm doing this all the time. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, well now I'm not happy with myself because I am doing this all the time. But you know, when you get to look at, when you accept, just accepting it, just accepting where you are. And that's something I had to really work on as well with my mentors to say, you know what? It's okay. I'm doing this every day. That's okay. It's not at the best. So what? Screw it. Who cares? I can build a move from this where I am is where I am. Yeah. And that was the one thing that I had to realize is where I am is where I am. And if I want to grow, I need to know first off, where am I? What am I feeling? Like, what is this that I'm working with battling against? What are my struggles? What are my fears? What are my challenges? Like, where am I? Mm-hmm. And I think as we, you know, as I move through my career, as my business grows, I do that all the time. There are moments where I feel like I, I lose control of things. And the yeah. first thing I have to do is say, hold on, like, let's reflect. Where am I? Mm. Where am I emotionally? Where am I physically? You know, where am I centered? Do I feel aligned? And I, you know, I do, I do some meditation. I love to do journaling to help pull that out. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot that comes out when you learn how to subconscious journal, you can go back a few weeks later to review and see on paper. Wow. Oh, this really does bother me or notice things about yourself saying, I'm, I seem to be aggravated. That word keeps coming up in my journaling. What am I aggravated about? Mm. So it's a lot of just for me, a lot of good reflection And then eye-opening to say, you know, even as in touch with myself as I feel I am, there are still things in my subconscious I can't recognize, Mm. right? We truly live in a subconscious world. We function in a conscious world. Mm. Mm. Totally, totally. We don't recognize the subconscious efforts. That's the stuff that is done so habitually. We don't put energy or thought into it. That is actually how you develop habits, right? Yeah, Yeah. Do them over and over and over until your body decides to preserve energy. And it makes it a subconscious effort, mm. like brushing your teeth, yeah, like locking your car. People go, did I, did I, did I lock my doors? Yeah. Because we I'm do it so automatically. Like, we don't yeah. even realize, you know, I've driven home before yeah. and been like, where was I the whole time I drove home? That's like to be in such a zone to not remember because it's subconscious. So mm. that's part of why I do some of the daily things that I do do. I love once I discovered the link between the two, between my conscious and subconscious mind, once I discovered where a lot of the root of my concerns, my problems, my issues, my insecurities were, all I could think was I have to make sure I keep that connection open. Mm. I have to make sure I stay in touch with that Mm. because I will always have subconscious habits that I'm not aware of. How do I How do I really dig into my subconscious to discover, rediscover, or to discover again, you know, where, what's resurfacing Mm. or what's new, you know, we go through different phases of life and new things come up. 
100%. I mean, you, you spoke, you said something very powerful right at the start. And I think, you know, we can all go through um, life where we, we put this armor of protection around us. And a lot of us do it for all of their lives, too scared to let that go. And, you know, you obviously had to do that for the role in which you were in. And, you know, having worked in medical sales and worked alongside nurses and, and surgeons and stuff, you see the pressures and, you know, there's someone's life in your hands. And so there's a certain degree of um, emotional shutdown, I suppose is one thing, but you just block things out and don't let it penetrate under your skin and, and, and affect you. Um, to then step out into the, the world of business where, it's just you suddenly there's this one there's an opportunity but two you're suddenly faced with something really unfamiliar because all of a sudden you, you have these feelings that are coming through and you have this armor but this armor isn't designed for the job that you're now doing and therefore it's a real like rediscovery of it your is health. it really is it yeah. really is it's definitely, that's something I teach, you know, even teaching others is the first thing we do is try, we, we rediscover. Yeah. That's really the first part of it before even starting a business. Mm. Um, you know, I had actually done what most do is go out. I'm going to start this business. I have all these tactical things I'm going to do. And then, you know, as the wheel turns, it gets squeaky because I'm not successful in my version of success, mm. like what I've defined. Right. And then we start to have doubts and fears and all that stuff piles up. And to realize like, when my mentor, she asked me to do something I never do, which is journal. And I was like, that sounds like a complete waste of my time. Yeah, That's ridiculous. And she's like, have you tried it? And I was like, yeah, I've tried it in my past. She goes, okay. Would you say you're in the same place you were then? And I'm like, well, no, absolutely not. That was like five years ago. She says, okay, what have you accomplished? And I went all on this, all these things I had done in my nursing career and at leadership and all this stuff. And now I have my business, and my kids and everything. She goes, so would you say that your journaling would have the same effect now as it did then? And I was like, well, now that I say that out loud, the answer is obvious. It's no. Yeah. It's like, so why are you so resistant to it? Mm. And we're resistant to those things because we connect a memory and any emotion with it. Mm. So journaling brought something up that was very discomforting to me in the past that I didn't want to experience again. Mm -mm. But I realized even journaling now, it's not something that goes away. Even though I know what my ultimate fear is, it still shows up. Mm. I had to learn to lean into that. Yeah. Instead of away, instead of saying, I don't want to feel it. I'm going to protect myself and keep myself right where I'm comfortable. That's the natural instinct. It's so much, it takes so much energy to fight against that to say, I want to feel uncomfortable. Mm. Like nobody does that. Nobody says, keep making me feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want this headache for three days until I yeah. figure this out. That's not, that's not easy to do because that's pain. But if you can lean into it for anyone who's had children to know that giving birth is extremely painful, mm. but the most beautiful thing comes out, mm. right? The most beautiful thing at, at the end of labor is birth. Mm. That's what it is with rediscovery. Yeah, yeah, it is literally like laboring pains of, of, of growing. Right. And then you have like, I don't want to say this yeah. rebirth, but it's another version of you that you go, okay, mm. I totally suck at doing one thing and mm. I'm okay with that. Mm. It's not my jam. I got to figure out how to work through that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or let me just outsource it. Maybe I'm really good at this, or I know now I see I'm still struggling with struggling with this, you know, this uh, self-doubt or, or whatever the self-trust is. Maybe it's a limiting belief. You know, a lot of people have limiting beliefs around success and money. Mm -hmm. and, and the biggest thing I have noticed is noticing it. Yeah. First and foremost, just noticing it. Because if you can't notice it, you can't do anything about it. No. You know, and it's. That is probably the heart, you know, breaking through an armor that you've had on for so many years. It is, it is very uncomfortable, mm. but that process is something you get used to exposure, right? Builds a tolerance. Um, people that go through consistent, persistent trauma, they build a tolerance to these things. Yeah. Naturally, that's what your body's natural defense is to protect yourself so that you can survive. Mm. 
Yeah. Survival is very different than thriving. Oh gosh. 100%. Totally different. And I think I have noticed, especially in my field, we default to survival as if it is our success Mm. Mm. because I can wheel someone out that didn't make it to wheel someone in who now I have to pretend like nothing ever happened. And they're the only patient in the world. The fact that I can do that is a success. Mm, Do you see? We become so wrapped up and I can do these things and I'm getting really good at doing this. That becomes our success Mm. when it's so counterintuitive to, to what we really deserve to give ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same, like, obviously with you, like you just said, you know, wheeling one patient who unfortunately didn't make it and then focusing on another. And the more you do it, the, the more it becomes a part of you. It's the same with, you know, with doubt and with any, um, any trauma mm-hmm. or any bad experience or anything that, you know, we've, we're already proving to ourselves that everything that, that will get you out of it works because it got you in it in the first place. You know, like mm-hmm. the repetition of this constant feeling of not being good enough and telling yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough now now becomes an automatic habit of you believing that you know i've got to limit my life and 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 um scale it back because this is actually all i'm worthy of because i've spent years or hours or you know whatever telling myself or having someone else tell me that i can't do that and it you know it's the same when you go on the rediscovery of just changing the language looking at yourself with fresh eyes and you know, like, uh, you know, your mentor said about the fact, well, you've done journaling before, you felt that it it didn't work, um, but you were um, readdressing it five years on. And again, I think a lot of people go, oh, I've done that before and it didn't work in anything, mm-hmm. but are totally oblivious of the fact that they were such a different person back then to who they are right now. And what will, you know, with any morning routine or anything like that, it evolves all the time because we change and we need different things all the time. And it's so, so important to get to know yourself and to not see it as um, that's better, that's worse. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone backwards, I've gone forwards. It's what do I need today that's going to support me to allow me to do the things that I need to do? And, you know, we are human. So what we need today could be totally different from what we need tomorrow based on a whole variety of different things, but it doesn't have to define us. That's correct. I love what you said. The, the repetitious things that got us into it are exactly the things that can get us out. I yeah. love that you had said that because you're absolutely right. You know, that, and that's what brings about those daily habits, right? When yeah. you start to notice yourself and noticing all of these things, they start to show up every day. Mm. And that's a rude awakening to a lot of us because we yeah. realize, oh my gosh, I'm doing this all the time. Mm. And that's when a lot of my, like, that's where my gratifications had to come in. I had to wake up every morning and say out loud. And I say them so that my husband or my children can hear them. I am so happy. I have all of you. I am so excited that today is Friday. Mm. I am so, I feel so loved and we have a roof over our head, you know, and even with my kids, you know, to say things that mean it to them. Like, I am so excited. Daddy cooked this breakfast this morning. Like some people say, well, that's not, that sounds silly as a gratification, but it's really hard to say, I am really excited. Daddy cooked us breakfast and be upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's actually almost impossible to do it. At the, I am so excited. To be, I, how am I sitting here being upset about it? Because to say that triggers an emotion Mm. in my brain and I can't have a negative and a positive emotion going on at the same time. Mm. Your hormone receptors receive one at a time Mm. and the, and, and everyone knows that, and this is the science, this is the biology behind it. Everyone knows that anything that makes you happy or smile, that hormone release is actually stronger. That high, as people call it, you know, when it's drug induced, we call it a high that high is something people crave. Mm. It's more powerful than the lull, than what, than the downer, than the hormone that, you know, brings us depression. So gratification became so powerful to me when I realized I cannot actually be upset right now because I'm so freaking happy about everything because I just said how grateful I was. Yeah. And to be able to scale it back to even the simplest things, you know, we've, we've become successful in our lives and don't realize it when 
we make a goal and as we, as we, as we get closer to it, we just wipe that one away and we build a new goal further away. Never giving ourselves an opportunity to actually say, I did it. I totally did it. I did exactly what I, mm, gratification. You know, I bought my first house years ago. I never actually celebrated that, mm. you know, and now we have a house and we have property and I, you know, it was, it's, and this memory comes back because when I realized it, I cried, I was like, it was always such a big goal of mine to have children. It was very difficult for us to have children. Mm. When I, when I had my miscarriages, it was a lot of trauma for me. Mm. And to now be able to wake up and say, I have two beautiful children and two beautiful boys. And I have a husband. I have my family. Mm. I mean, I can, I even get like teary eyed thinking about it because it's, a, it has been a, it's been a goal of mine since I was a teenager. Yeah. I loved my family dynamic. I wanted that and I have it. And I never actually celebrated it mm. ever. Mm. And whether that's because I went through childbirth and was so tired, I didn't have the energy to, you know, afterwards, you know, you celebrate the birth of a child, but to be able to celebrate that, yeah. there's so much power in that. Those are, we habitually look over those things every day. So oh, gratification mm. daily became so important to me mm. and such a powerful, you know, daily habit that I actually wake up, I literally wake up and my son will come in my room. And I, and I, I think I'm like half asleep and he's like, mommy, what are you excited for today? Yeah. And, and that is like opening my eyes to that. That is power. That is power. You know, I, I'm the same um, on so many levels in that, you know, it, it took us a long time to get my son. We conceived him naturally, but I had a horrendous miscarriage before that, before him. And then I've had two, two back to back, which was just beyond awful. Um, and, you know, of course, every day I'm, I'm, in gratitude for being blessed to have a son. And I sometimes have to pinch myself that I'm actually a mummy to, to this amazing human. And he chose me to be his mummy. And, and everything that I went through led me to be the mummy that I am. But it, you know, you don't, I suppose, with childbirth, you're then in the breastfeeding, feet, like feeding, mm -hmm. all, all of that. But it's taking those moments anyway, isn't it, in silence and just holding the gratitude. Um, for it all but that celebration of success um, or celebration of what you have already is so 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 powerful and yet again we poo-poo it sometimes overlook it because we're just mm -hmm. wired to almost go right next and and but dwell so much on all the things that didn't go right yeah and and it's just yeah. crazy and, and this is, and this is the craziest part, right? So it's, there's 10 steps to get to my goal. One of them, I did, didn't go as I planned and I am upset that I didn't get there as fast as I could have, mm. but I got there, yeah. but I, could I reached my goal and look at all the things that did go right. However, I'm so focused on the one thing that didn't, yeah. and that is natural. That's how we're naturally programmed. What, what didn't go right. Yeah. And I need to be critical of that instead of saying, what went, okay. What went well. It totally, so what that part of it totally sucked. And I had to redo it three times. Like I do that often very much. Am I like, well, that didn't work. So I guess I'm going to pivot. I'm just used to pivoting. I tell myself it's time to pivot. And it, and visually it makes me feel like I'm on my heel and I'm like, okay, time to pivot. Like what's done is done. Why am I dwelling on it? Let me go figure out how to make this work. And, Absolutely. and then to look at everything that is working around that, what is working? right? Even mm -hmm. personal business and personal go together a lot. We try to like, a lot of us try to think we keep them separate. Mm -hmm. I, I am a culprit of the one that says I keep my personal life separate from my business. It's a total lie. Yeah. <laughs> I tell myself that it's the total lie. They go hand in hand because yeah, your do. daily habits and your personal life influence your daily habits in your professional life, especially when you're an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. They are one in the same. Mm. Yeah. And how influential they are. They're one and the same. So it's a lie for us to tell us that they're separate, but we yeah. continue to do so. So even personal accomplishments while you're working through professional challenges, it's really good to notice those. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say, have you heard the, the concept where some say you can only excel in one area of your life at a time? I have, and I don't like it. Where one area falls apart, the other area elevates. 
If you're elevating personal, your, your professional will fall apart and vice versa. I've heard that all my life mm. and it's annoying. I'm with you. It's so annoying because I have realized in just in, in my gratifications and noticing every day what I have that I am never failing mm. in one to be successful in another. Yeah. Cause it almost makes you feel like you have to choose then, doesn't it? And yeah. it, you know, people, women feel that they have to choose their family or career or when you can't have both and it's like yeah you can you can have you can have whatever you want and it's like you know I need to find a work-life balance you know work-life balance like success is unique to each and every one of us what I find is balancing for me and successful for me it's going to be totally different to you and it's like again we always feel like we've got to go on this 50-50 balance to make Mm -hmm. our lives to be balanced and you know I've got to put my family first and not my career and it's 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 bullshit and it it really does piss me off because I think it holds so many people back from mm-hmm. being their whole self and I think you know a lot of the work that I do and I and I know the work that you do is about authentically being your whole self embracing your flaws because that's what makes you so powerful embracing every aspect of who you are and becoming whole because when you become whole you're so much more powerful than when you're trying to split yourself or put this mask on or it's mm-hmm. tiring trying to be someone that you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that. You just said it's tiring trying to be someone you're not. Yeah. So we put so much energy into what we did, right? This past version of ourselves, even if it was a day before what we said, what happened, what didn't happen as if, Again, putting energy into a version of us that is no longer us Mm. because we're going to grow and learn from that. Or we want to be like, you know, you know, I want to be like this entrepreneur. I want to be like Tony Robbins. So I spend so much time trying to be like that person. I forget to notice me. Yeah. And, and it's, and that's a lot where these checklists come in. Like if I do all of these things, I'm going to be exactly like Tony Robbins. Mm. You're not meant to be like Tony Robbins. You're meant to be like you. If he is your idol, that's great. So now let's idolize you. Mm. What is, what is the person you want to become? Yeah. You know, this is a powerful envision. Who do I want to become? Um, I asked this question to all the people who come in my program, all the nurses, what does your perfect day look like? Not any one person can tell me with detail, not anyone. And then I will ask them, what does it feel like? Everyone has blanks. Yeah. Because we spend, again, vision is your most powerful sense. And we seem to think if we can't see it, that it's not going to happen or, or that's the uncharted territory, right? That's the fear. I can't see it. I can't see what's coming. I don't know what's going on. Mm. So we don't engage our other senses when we should, because we have four other senses that are far more powerful than vision when we just close our eyes. Mm. And then like we had talked about trusting. That's so important when you're trying to become the better version of you, when you become your role model is trusting yourself and said, so, and you know, and, and that, that's a big word, right? Trust. A lot of people say, well, how do you do that? Stephanie, how do you trust yourself? Why well, I, I mistrust myself all the time, but I notice it. Mm. And then I lean into why do I feel like that? And am I actually not trusting myself for the reason I think? Or is there something underlying 99.9% of the time? It's actually the same underlying fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very powerful thing that my mentor taught me and I'll share it with you. It's an exercise I go through when I feel scared, I feel, and then it's the next one nervous. What's the emotion that comes up when I feel nervous. I feel, uh, like stalled when Mm. I feel stalled, I feel like stagnant. When I feel stagnant, I feel unsuccessful. When I feel unsuccessful, I feel unworthy. Do you see how this goes? And you, sometimes people take themselves in a complete circle and that's okay. Sometimes people can walk themselves back to the exact same underlying fear, Mm. but it helps you notice and peel back the layers of the onion. 100%. Yeah. No, I love that. When you when you tell yourself I'm anxious, like you had said before, it becomes a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Like I used to believe I was an anxious person and mm-hmm. I realized I'm not an anxious person. I'm just really excited about a lot of stuff that scares me. Yeah. That's anxiety. 
Yeah. But why does it scare me? Does it scare me because something bad happened before? Or does it scare me because I've never done it before? Done it before. Totally. That's huge for me because anxiety is not a part of my identity anymore. No. I'm not an anxious person. I'm me. Mm-hmm. And I get really excited about stuff. Yeah. Silly excited sometimes about the stupidest, littlest things people say, but I'm like, Hey, the small things have is, are, are what the little things that I appreciate in life, the little things that I do to me are worth noticing because the smallest things that I do every day are actually what has given me the big success. Totally. totally. It's like planting a seed, right? Mm. The smallest seeds become the most beautiful things. Well, look at like humans, it. you know, we all start as a tiny little, you know, little seed. I, and it's like, according to my son, he's like, can, can Papa just put another seed in your tummy, please, mommy? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, if only it was that easy. That's sweet. But, but it is, it's about, it's like I say to, to my clients, you know, what, what is there, is there one thing that you can do differently today that's going to take you down a different path? And if you're doing something different every day over a period of a week, a month, a year, it's going to take you down a totally different path. That leads to amazing things. And it hasn't got to be big. And I think sometimes people get so caught up in, well, if I need to change, I want to change my whole life all at once. And, you know, mm-hmm. and it becomes massive. And it's like, no, it's like, it is like the layers of an onion, but it's also like building momentum and, and, you know, get, you can't do all of the things you've got to start somewhere. And that somewhere leads you uh, to the experience of knowing how to do step B and then step B leads you to know how to do step C. You can't go from A to C without doing B. It's like, you Mm -hmm. really have to like break it down and just trust and learn from it because everything that leads you to where you are. And I think you mentioned this before, or before, is that like sometimes, you know, if you're, you've had 10 steps and nine steps have gone really well and one hasn't, you focus on that one. But that one step that didn't go well might have made the other steps go well. Do you know what I mean? It might yes. have made those steps going well. Um, or yeah. it, you know, it's, it, you needed to learn something in that mistake mm-hmm that lesson in order for the other steps to go well but we don't see that do we no we don't that's so powerful that you said that that's so powerful you're absolutely correct and that is that is where you know I coach a lot on failure leads to success when you fail you are actually successful Mm. and failure is a bad thing that's ingrained in us I can truly say I failed and it doesn't trigger a negative energy in me because I know that every time I fail, I'm actually growing and it's a total pain in the butt to fail. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, this is off. This is extremely time consuming to me Mm. like this me. I, and I told my husband that I'm like, I'm still failing today. Like I'm totally screwing this up and I can't figure this out. And so, you know, for me, I'm like, all right, I need to rein this back in and simplify Mm. this. Let me take it back to me. Let me do something that I know I can do every single day that leads me to success, right? That's those daily habits. Do I go meditate? Do I go for a walk? Do I, you know yeah. what I mean? Do I, yeah. do I shut my office down and walk away and go play with my children? What do I do every day that leads to success? And that's hard for us to do because we get so stuck in this. I need this to be successful right now when in all actuality, the success never occurs right then. Just like you said, that failure that happened three, four, five steps before is likely what led to those successes Mm. based on our, you know, perception. Yeah. We don't see that. I know my business is where it is right now because of things I've been doing six months ago. Mm. That's hard for people to realize Yeah, because it's not instantly gratifying. It's not an instant elevation. That's why we tend to look over daily habits so much. They're so powerful. Mm. You know, students in my program, nurses are like journaling. It's stupid stuff. Me, like I get nothing from it. And I'm like, keep doing it Mm. because you're getting so much from it. Mm. You'll see that in three months, in two months, you'll see that Mm. come. And then, and then getting them to notice these things and notice, you know, one of, one of the girls booked a client while she was on vacation in Hawaii. And I said, can you notice what you just accomplished? You are working away from home, which is part of your dream to work from anywhere in the world. You booked a client while you're on vacation in Hawaii. And she was like, Oh my God, you're right. It's real. And I was like, notice it. Notice this. You're already doing exactly what you said your perfect day looked like. 
We don't see that. And that, like you had said, a lot of times we don't think we're successful until all the boxes are checked. Yeah. We can live 90% of our perfect day every day, but we tell ourselves that we can't, we don't give ourselves permission to until we've checked all the boxes. Like I'll work on my relationship with my husband. Once I quit my day job. Yeah. Well, why does it have to wait until you quit your day job? Why can't you work on it now? You know, I will spend more time with you. Yeah. I'll spend more time with my kids once I quit my day job, Mm. but why can't you spend more time with your kids now? Yeah. So a lot of the things that we want to do, we don't give ourselves permission to do until we've accomplished something. Mm. Which is why recognizing the success that we spoke about is so, so important because again, there is an impatience within us all because we live in a world that's so instantaneous, you know, like you order something from anywhere around the world, you get it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if you've got to wait two days, you're a bit miffed with it because you're like, what? It's not going to come tomorrow. And it's coming from like America or wherever. And you're like, we expect everything yesterday. And so Mm -hmm. then when we're putting the change in and the hard work, we want to see the results straight away. And, And the problem is there are results around us but we're just not seeing them because they're not big enough. Like you say, they're just small, but it's the small things that lead to the big things. And if you can just celebrate every day, like I say to my clients, you know, and at the end of every day, what went really well for you? Yeah. What, you know, what was a win for you? I don't care if it's minute that you actually managed to eat lunch today away from your desk. Yeah. You had a hot bath or, you know, you had an amazing cuddle on the sofa with your son or, or your husband or whatever what was Mm -hmm. that win because every day we have a win and um and we don't see that and we don't appreciate it but those are the things that propel us and keep us going and I think it's so important for us to manage that in a way to our advantage I love how you mentioned that because that's something we do at our dinner table Mm. and it becomes a little competitive um Ah. where I we sit down I'm like who's winning you know my five-year-old will say all right who's winning mommy I'm winning today I made apple butter at school and I'm like that's amazing. I have no idea how to make apple butter. And my son made apple butter, you know, and my husband will say, I bet my wind's bigger than yours. Like it becomes fun and winning, even losing should be fun. You know, sometimes my win is exactly what you said. I took an hour lunch break today, a whole hour to myself. Mm. That's such a big win for me. Mm. It's, you know, it's again, it's the small daily things and people laugh at those and say, those are silly. That's what's built my business. Yeah. Because if I were to talk, like you had said, the things that get us in are what get us out. If Mm. I speak negatively every day, bad things are going to keep happening. Mm. If I speak positive every single day, if I notice good things, wins every single day, even if this win is a failure, which happens. Mm. Like I had told you before the, before we got on, I'm having problems with my speaker. Yeah. I'm like, I can't figure out what that is. So I'm going to call someone. Mm. I can't figure it out. That's a win for me. You know, it's a win, not a problem I can fix time to outsource. (laughs) That's, that's really like a win for me sometimes when I'm like, okay, I, this is not something I can do outsource. Like that's the, that's the, that's the success for me is I know where this needs to go now instead of not, you know, it's like the compound effect, a book. There's a book by Darren Hardy called the compound effect. It is true truly the essence of all the tiniest little things that you do Mm. that grow and explode your business. Mm. You know, six and seven figure businesses don't happen overnight. They happen every single day. Mm. If I could tell anybody that six and seven figure businesses don't happen overnight, they happen every day. If you're not doing things every single day personally to help you professionally, right? Because they're intertwined. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. The reason you don't have it is because you're not doing things every day. Mm. those things become ingrained in your subconscious. I was talking about subconscious journaling. Mm-mm. You know, I have, I, I, I mean, I have like her <laughs> right here, like I have journals and they're these silly little Brown things. Yeah. And I just write in them. I have yeah. one on my bedside and I just write in them because yeah. if you, things in my head clutter, clutter my thought. And I'm like, I got to get this out of my head. Have you ever had that feeling? Like I got to get this out of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And I just put it on paper, sh- shut my journal and I don't go back to it. Mm. For me, I feel better. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, Oh God, that really irks me. Mm. And a few days later I'll go back and I'm like, okay, I actually wasn't upset about the thing I thought I was upset about clearly, mm. you know, but that's, what's happening subconsciously. Get it out, put it on paper. What you write down is stagnant. 
you can morph anything. You can make a mirage of anything in your mind. You can literally make a mountain out of a molehill, right? So you can turn any success into a failure and vice versa. You can do anything and create anything in your mind, put it on paper because what you write is going to be there four weeks, six weeks, a year later, it's going to be the same. Yeah. This is why I tell people to journal. There's the constant because your perception of success today is actually different than what it is tomorrow Mm. or the day before put it on paper. Mm. It gives you the ability to actually compare real, the real you what's happening versus the perceived you. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, and that comparison thing, for, uh, again, is it, something that's massive in, in self-doubt and we're all guilty of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just, I say to myself, to my clients, uh, to my family, to my son, you know, the only person you can pay yourself to is who you were yesterday mm-hmm. and who you are today and who you want to be tomorrow. Like what so-and-so is doing doesn't, it's none of your business. It doesn't concern you. Like, you are never going to be that person. You can never, with all the will in the world, get exactly the same results as that person because you are you. So just mm-hmm. compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And if you're not better than you who you were yesterday, why not? And what can you do to make sure that you are? And, and you know, the minute that people hear that, they're like, thank God I don't have to compare myself to other people. But then also, <sighs> you know, it's so important because it really highlights, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter what anyone does, we cannot, we can compare and in, be inspired. Like I would love to have a similar life as, mm-hmm. as Stephanie, or I'd love to have a similar life as, as Emma, but my own version of it. Yeah. That's why you need to know what that version looks like and feels like for you, because you yes. can't chase someone else's dream and feel fulfilled because you've got no emotional attachment to it. So you that, need to know. Yes. That is why we dig into identifying what your perfect day looks like you're going to stretch you're going to give yourself permission to dream again mm-hmm. give yourself permission to want big things give yeah. yourself permission allow yourself to receive the greatness what do you desire and give it to yourself mm-hmm. right now what does your perfect day look like and it feels very uncomfortable for some people to say mm-hmm. i just i don't i can't i can't give my i don't want why don't you want that mm-hmm. it's like you're not allowing yourself to want that that right there, that is where we are standing in our own way. Those are limiting beliefs. Mm. You know, you had mentioned, you know, comparing yourself to only you and how people are relieved. And they really are when they're like, oh, really? It's just me. And then all of a sudden it's not really competition and it's not really a fear or a worry because it's just me. Mm. Even, even if I notice that I'm like, there's something's bothering me or that I have a failure. You know, we talk about focusing on the wins, noticing when you're failing, you know, or, or something doesn't work. We, we talk about that being a win because, you know, self-trust comes from knowing that you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Self-trust isn't about doing it. It's not about, I did it, or I finally reached my goal. Self-trust is about whether I do it right or do it wrong. It's okay. Yeah. I am me and I will figure it out. It doesn't matter what the action is. You know, some people say, well, you've gone down the wrong path. I mean, I've done that too, right? Well, that was the wrong decision. Mm. Okay. Maybe it was the wrong decision in the moment. And now I've learned. So did I fail? No, I learned something that I shouldn't do. I'm referencing my children. (laughs) And now I know what I should do. That's, that's going to work. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that is our things we've learned in our past. Um, for, for those who work in corporate realms, we have, you have a chain of command Mm -hmm. and we ingrain ourselves not to ask questions or go above, or even let ourselves think beyond the level that we're paid to be at, because that's not my job. And that's someone else's I'm overstepping. I'll get in trouble. We shut ourselves down immediately. What we are capable of. We've already hooded. We've already put a roof on. Yeah. That's our ceiling, right? Placed by us, not by anyone else, by us. Yeah. Because that's what we, that's, what's been acceptable before when you own your own business, right? You got to take the roof off, take the lid off. The sky's the limit. Cause the only person not giving you permission to do it is you. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that because we don't trust ourselves. Cause when I did this before I got in trouble. Oh, can't do that again because I'll get in trouble. And then if I get in trouble, I may lose my job. Well, I own my own business. So yeah. who's responsible for my job? Well, that's me. So why yeah. can't I do this? 
Yeah. You know, I ask everybody a lot, why can't you do that? They say, oh, I can't do that. I'm like, well, why, why can't you? Mm. If you can answer that question, well, I can't do that because, because I did it before and something went wrong. So have you done it now? Why can't you do that? goes mm. back to basic things like journaling. Why can't you do it? Yeah. I don't have the time. Why don't you have the time? Because I do all these things. You know what my solution? And I'm telling this is like a this is exactly what we work through, right? Yeah. I'm like, write it down on paper. You said you don't have the time. Write everything you do every day. Let's do it right now. Write it down. Take five minutes. Write down everything you do every day and write how much time it takes you to do it. Two minutes to brush your teeth, 10 minutes to shout, right? And then visually, what we see is we have an awful lot of time. Up here, we think we don't. So, but when yeah. we actually show writing it down is you showing yourself how misperceived you have made something in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love it when I do something like that. And I'm like, wow. well, I'll be damned. Look at that. I have so much time. Yeah. And it's no excuse for me then. I'm like, this is amazing. Mm. I get to do something I totally hate doing in the beginning, which was journaling. I was yeah. like, oh, I so have, I don't have, I don't have five minutes a day. And then I'm like, oh my God, I have five minutes a day. I have so much time in every day. I can totally do this. Mm. That's the permission part. Right. Yeah. That's the trusting. Trust yourself to show yourself things you don't want to see and then be okay. And say, you know what? It's okay because I will figure it out. Yeah. But a lot and, of people, I love I love what you just said there about the time because it's my biggest bugbear with people say I haven't got time. And I'm like, serious? Are you actually serious that you don't? Because like you said, if you write it down, I bet you've got loads of time. But, mm-hmm. but they resist writing it down because if they write it down, then they lose their story and their excuse. And That's suddenly correct. they're exposed to the fact that, well, I do have time. Now, what can I use to mm-hmm. tell myself I don't have to do it? But and that so- goes back to trust. Yeah. It goes back to self-trust because I don't trust myself. I don't want to see that. I don't want to show myself this because mm-hmm. then I'll be proving myself wrong. Mm. And that's okay. I prove myself wrong all the time. Well, yeah. Again, like speaking of journaling, one of the, my favorite journaling exercises is, you know, when we have all these stories or these false truths that we're telling ourselves that we think you know are so factually correct and it's like okay so find evidence that shows that that part of you is is wrong like Mm -hmm. you're saying you're not good enough I bet you can find evidence that says that you are and you know testimonials feedbacks comments Mm -hmm. from people you know past memories of when you did something really really well and then suddenly it's like oh, that thing that's factually correct is now not factually correct anymore because I've got evidence to show that it's not and actually then you start to see, well, well, that is just an excuse and it is a story and it isn't me. Uh, therefore, I can change it because mm-hmm. I. Already- so, and another thing too, ask your loved ones and your friends around you, family and friends. I feel like I'm a failure. And then I, maybe I failed in one aspect of my life. If I go ask my friends and I've done this, I asked my husband, I've asked my friends and they're like, why are you asking me this? And I'm like, I just want to know because this is how I feel. And they're like, that's how you feel about yourself. That's not even at all what you are. And they will tell you everything that you've done and shown. And then you're like, oh, I forgot I did that. Oh, I forgot I did. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, you're right. I'm not. Because again, what we perceive of ourselves, right? We can literally make what we can make ourselves. We can make anything we want in our mind. It's it's, It's such a powerful organ. We can literally make, build, do anything we want, perceive anything. That is one of the reasons why when I meditate, I close my eyes. Mm. And I put myself in a dark room. This doesn't work for everyone, but it works for me. I'm in a dark room where there is no feeling. There's no movement, right? There's no air. There's no smell. There's no noise. There's nothing. I can see here, do nothing. Can't feel, touch anything. It's just me in a dark, just dark. Mm. There's no walls. There's nothing because it's solitude. And when I take away everything, all the distractions, all the noise, all the clutter, it's space. It's me giving myself permission in my, and in, in space in my head to do nothing mm. because sometimes doing nothing is everything for me. It gets cluttered and I have to write it down. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm just, I need to go meditate. And I, and I will just shut it down. That sense of overwhelm for me mm. is where I start to feel my heart racing. And I'm like, and I, and I don't in my head feel like I'm overwhelmed, but I have a physical reaction to it. And I notice it now and I'm like, all right, I need to walk away. And I just shut it all down because I'm getting anxious and overwhelmed. Yeah. And I just put myself in a, in a, in this dark place. It's quiet. Right. And for me, it's me giving myself permission to just not do something Yeah. to just rest. 
Rest doesn't have to be sleep. I don't mean go sleep, but I just mean rest, mental rest. You know, that's that trust part. It it, it all revolves around trust, trusting that if I'm not doing something, I can still be successful. So many of us are like, if I'm not doing, I'm not succeeding. I have to keep doing. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to sleep. I don't have time to cook because I'm not doing the things that I should be doing. You're usually actually doing the things that don't make a damn bit of difference at all. You're filling your time with things because in your mind you're doing, which makes you feel successful, but they're not actually things you're doing to make yourself successful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. You've hit the nail on the head. I signed my biggest ever contract in my business when I took a week off. Like, yes. so your client was on holiday and she's just signed a client. And she signs. Yeah. And it's like, I remember when I was in medical sales, some of my biggest weeks in sales were when I was actually not there. And it was because all the work that I had done was then coming through. And it's like, you know, we are all scared to take our foot off the gas because we don't want to be lazy or we think, you know, if we're not where we want to be yet, then we can't afford to take our foot off the gas because mm-hmm. we've still got stuff to prove. But the reality is when you, when you slow down, you speed up because you start to reflect and review. You start to deposit all the things out of your head that you don't need. You start to see things clearly, think things through things clearly, act more different, become more energized. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but it, it is strangely one thing that, a lot of us really struggle with, but when you get it and you can do it, oh, it's magic. It is. It is. Um, when you had said you slow down, you speed up. Yeah. I say when you slow down, you level up. Ah, oh, cool. Um, because like you had said, it's time. It's you giving yourself permission to not do something. And that's mm. when our biggest insights come to us. Mm. You ever notice that when people mm. are on vacation or when they force themselves to me, me is because like my office is at home it's going outside. Yeah. And I'm playing with my kids swimming. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, I think I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like these ahas and my son's like, what, what? And I'm like, there's nothing to do with what we're doing, but I think I just figured this out yeah. because I gave myself permission to not force all of this stuff. That's really where things start to resonate, right? That's where our, like you're saying, our subconscious efforts come out. That's yep. where we have these ahas. That, that's where these brilliant ideas come from. So imagine like highway traffic. This is something that visualize, visualize highways, lots of cars, lots of congestion. Mm. If all that is going on, it's really hard to notice something beautiful happening, mm. which is that people are all going somewhere, maybe to see a loved one. But mm. if there's less traffic on the road, you know, usually I tell people it's usually by taking the scenic route, right? We think, okay, let me take the scenic route. Oh, now it's more pretty. Mm. Now I'm seeing and noticing all these little things that I couldn't have noticed before because of all the traffic and the congestion. Mm. And now the journey becomes fun. Yeah. Not right. It's not just the destination. It's the journey mm. because I've given myself space to see other things, to realize other things, to feel right. Even, even your other senses, we talk about feeling a lot. What about touch? Like, and and taste, like for me, tasting, I'm a tea drinker. That is like my bliss every morning. It takes me to a place where I am just absolutely blissfully happy. And it's all peace. Mm. And it's the taste of tea Yeah. (laughs) for me. Some people it's like coffee, whatever it is. Some people it's hugs, right? It's, it's hug. Get brings a feeling music for me. Music. So hearing something, that's what brings it to you, right? those senses that bring you absolute joy Mm. when you can, when I, you know, for like food, I love eating. Well, Mm. there you go. Tasting, right. Mm. I have such a blissful connection with something that I taste that I, it comes out more than just in tea. So it happens for a lot of us. It can be something that's the most negatively impactful comes from one of those senses that actually brings us our bliss. Mm. So if people can notice that, you know, the strongest is usually the strongest, no matter what's good, bad, or ugly, mm. but to be able to notice that that can shift your thoughts, right? Yeah. It's powerful. Really, really powerful. And notice how it affects you physically. Notice what other, what else it triggers. I, you know, I always say, this is, they quote me in my, in my, in my coaching, notice yourself noticing it. Mm. So noticing it is when you are actually still in the emotion of, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. I'm Mm. limiting myself. I'm talking bad to myself again. When you're noticing yourself, noticing it, you are in more of an observation role and you're going, oh, I do that every day. 
Mm. And you're not criticizing yourself at that point. You're not in the emotion. You're just noticing that emotion or that trigger or that moment, that event that's happening every day, every other day, or when, you know, maybe when I encounter something, I don't know, it depends. Am I driving? You know, do I walk into a certain store or do I encounter a certain person? Like you'll notice your trigger. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives you the ability to say, how often is this happening? How impactful this is on my life? What am I going to do to fix it? Mm. Notice yourself noticing it. Mm. You can't do anything until you do that. No. Cause then what, just like what you said, what you're doing has no emotional connection. So it has no value. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, honestly, there have been so many powerful aha moments in this, like for me and, you know, and I'm in the industry, but you know, we just, with, there is so much that we can learn and there's so much power in, you know, I think in everything that we've spoken about today, the running theme is really about noticing, it's about awareness, it's about understanding, it's about taking the time to identify patterns that got you there that then can get you out and the, the power mm -hmm. of the reframe, which is incredible. And, you know, it, it's been phenomenal speaking to you. Um, what if there was just one thing just before we we close up what what is there one thing that that you feel intuitively right now that people need to hear from you that perhaps you know has been a real go-to obviously you've mentioned journaling I'm a massive uh, fan of journaling and of meditations I me and you are very very aligned um but you know is there one little piece of advice right now that you can just end this with for people i <laughs> The one thing that you have giving yourself permission to feel, mm -hmm. give yourself permission to feel, because if you notice, as we talk about all these things, it triggers feelings, give yourself permission to feel them, even if they're bad, yeah. even if they're ugly, give yourself permission to feel permission is huge. Mm -hmm. Emotion is huge. So give yourself permission to feel because when you don't feel life becomes meaningless. So the things we do become meaningless and lean into the discomfort because what's on the other side is growth. I want to read you my absolute favorite quote. It's, it's on my board. I look at it every single day. It's on my vision board. My absolute favorite quote is for it's for a seed to achieve its greatest expression. It must come completely undone. The shell cracks, its insides come out and everything changes. To someone who doesn't understand growth, it looks like complete destruction. Wow. Wow. I get goosebumps every time I read it wow. because th for me, that is, that gives me permission to fall apart. Yeah. To break open, to just not be beautiful and successful because mm. if I can't allow myself that, right, it, it looks like destruction to yeah. someone who doesn't understand growth, but yeah, that yeah. is how you grow. It's like breaking out of the mold of the old version of you mm. to grow. I mean, that's exactly how plants and trees grow and bloom, right? Everything cracks yeah, yeah. out of a seed. Wow. That's my absolute most favorite quote. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Honestly, it's been amazing. It, each and every episode that I'm doing just seems to keep getting better and better and better. And um, I find it really hard to then stop the conversation because there's so much more to still talk about and that's I think that's the beautiful thing is there is literally so much to talk about and there are so many things that we can do to help ourselves mm -hmm. to navigate through it and I think you know you've shared some amazing um pieces of advice and some techniques that are really going to help and benefit so many people so thank you so much thank um, you if thank you wouldn't you. mind just sharing um where people could find you um if they want to continue to be in your world and in your space Oh, absolutely. Um, you can, my website is, um, Stephanie. Um, I, you guys can see on the screen, it's spelled differently. So S T E P H A N E Y dash E Y.com. Um, for those, uh, if you're a nurse or you're interested in my mentorship, you can go there as well. You can also message me through Selna S E L N A consulting.com selma consulting.com their messaging pages um you can just shoot me a message to get in contact with me it comes to my company email um i'd be happy to reach out to anyone um i also have you know my own coaches and mindset coaches obviously they've taught me a lot right we all we are all coach coaches are all coach yeah 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 uh, we are all growing from influencers and from others 
Um, so, you know, if I'm not the right person, I'd be happy to share my resources with anyone as well. Awesome. You've been amazing. Thank you so, so much thank from you. the bottom of my heart. It's been, it's been brilliant. And thank you thank for you. everyone who's tuned in to listen. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye for now. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.